And it's just so great the different ways that you can go down in life. Like no matter where you are, what you've been given, there are so many options and I'm so lucky to get into the snowfields. everyone and welcome to the Mountain Cosmos. I'm your host Rochelle Gilmore, a ski instructor and all-round mountain-loving person and this podcast is about capturing the many different facets of mountain life. Currently I am based up at Mount Hotham in Victoria, Australia for the winter and although this season has come with its new challenges, I am so thankful to be up here and I am also so excited to share this episode with you all. In this episode I have a chat with Bridie Rawson. She is the brains behind the women's empowerment community Tough Tits Co and their aim is to make a stronger snow community for women here in Australia. It's a topic that's pretty close to my heart and we chat about quite a few different topics from snow culture and where the inspiration for Tough Tits came from. Anyway, let's get into the chat. Friday, I would love to get you to introduce yourself. Cool. Hi, guys. How are you going? Assuming someone's listening out there. I'm Bridie Rawson. So pretty much I'm the person running Tough Tits Co. So it's a women empowerment project that I'm doing at the moment. And uh, a bit about myself, I guess I started skiing when I was nine years old and fell in love building Barbie slopes around my bed and was just full head over heels, dropped out of school to be a snow bum full time, became a ski instructor. I've worked in the snow industry since then on and off for like about eight years now, I think it is, working in snow retail as a lifty, all kinds of jobs. So yeah, currently doing the season in Jindabyne, riding up a parachute. I cannot wait to ask you all about some of the adventures that you've had, Bridie. But the first question that I actually ask everyone is, what do you love about the mountains? Like, what is the draw for you? You know, why did you drop out of school and decide to basically be a ski bum? That's a very, very good question. I think for me, it's honestly just an obsession with the whole thing. Like, when I'm in the snow, that's honestly when I'm my absolute happiest. Like, I remember still my first time skiing down Burke Street and I was in between my mum's legs, bawling my eyes out, crying. This time up a chairlift, and I was like, I don't want to do it. And then the second I got out from between her legs, I just started skiing. And I just remember this thrill and just speeding off and being like, oh, shit, I'm obsessed. <laughs> so I think it's a mixture of just like the obsession with skiing itself and just the feeling of flying down the hill. And then something as an adult now coming into snow seasons has definitely become the community behind it. So whenever I'm doing snow seasons, there's just this crazy tight-knit community where everyone's there for the same reason. Everyone understands that feeling of flying down a hill and everyone's just as obsessed and crazy as you are. So I think it's just finding your place in the mountains from the beauty and the feeling of riding and just the community that kind of holds you in close like a warm hug so I guess that's my obsession with the mountains <laughs> just some of the good things and I guess the main things a lot of the major things for me as well so Bridie so you said that you were a ski instructor for a little while as well where were you instructing so I finished school and went over to Lake Louise in Canada so I ski instructed there for two years taking little kids all around the mountain and just having a good old time. 
<laughs> Probably drank plenty of hot chocolates in that time as well. It is Lots so cold there. Oh, it's freezing. There was one day when I was out with a class and it was minus 25 and they didn't want to come in. So we ended up riding for longer than I would have hoped for and I ended up getting frostbite on my nose. So now if you ever see me in summer with a little burnt patch on one side of my nose, that's from my frostbite from those minus 25 degree days <laughs> in Lake Louise. Oh my gosh, that would, it'd probably be because the skin's a bit more sensitive there. Mm-hmm, very much so. Interesting. Let's dive in a little bit to Tough Tits Co. Because that's how we kind of met, you know, through the Instagram. How, like, tell me a little bit about it. Like, what is Tough Tits Co.? Yeah, so Tough Tits Co. is a women empowerment project that I've just started this snow season. So the idea behind it, I suppose, is to create a stronger community for females in the snow. From all the jobs that I've done, from instructing, lifting, from being in snow retail, I've just noticed a massive lack of representation of women and a lack of support behind the women's community within the snow and I kind of just finished my season last year and I luckily found this incredible group of women and it had taken me so many seasons of you know wandering around to get into park to get into backcountry and this group of girls that I ended my jindy season with we were doing all that and there was this incredible support and just push to get better and to be better and to do better and I hadn't felt that stronger women's riding vibe ever before in my seasons. And maybe I just missed it because I was younger or whatever else, but it was just incredible having that around me. So I left the snow season and I just had this brainwave. I was driving from Jindabyne to Sydney and I was in the car and I literally just had this thought pop into my head like, oh my God, I'm going to start a women empowerment project and it's going to be Instagram based and just about getting more content and creating a broader and stronger community for women so that they can access these incredible things I've been lucky enough to finally get into and we can fast track it for those younger generations and they can see how to get into the backcountry how to get into park how to meet all these incredible people in their snow community and create these friendships so it just kind of came together and I called my mum and I was like mum oh my god I've got this idea it's going to be called tough tits and mitts it's going to be about women empowerment project in the snow and da 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 and I'm just rambling on and my mum just stops me and she's like why would you call it tough tits that's so inappropriate and pretty much hung up on me and I was like oh shit (laughs) but then I called my friend Kirby and I was like all right I just need to vocalize this and say it and write it down and so I spoke to her and I got to the airport and I put all my clips together from my past season in Jindy and made a little promo video and I made the Instagram to get the handle. And then this season, it's just kind of taken off, which is really exciting to see. So that's Tough Tits Co, a project aiming to inspire and empower women within the Australian snow industry. I absolutely love it. I loved it when you were telling me the story, you know, last week before our worlds <laughs> fell apart due to this covid situation we find ourselves in yeah it's crazy how like you know you say it out loud and it just kind of happens you kind of have to commit to it once you start talking about it when you write things down and it kind of materializes yeah absolutely I think there's something about vocalization of a thought that really kind of makes it happen and just taking the first step all my holidays when I've gone over to Japan or anything I feel like I've had no money and I've been like all right, I'm just going to say I'm going to go. I'm going to book my flight and then I have to do it. And I think it was similar with Tough Tits. I was like, all right, I've said it out loud to my mum and my friend. I've put it out there in the universe. Now I've just got to follow through and see what happens. It's crazy how things like that happen. I think that's kind of what happened with the Mountain Cosmos. Like I said, I was like, I think I'm going to start a podcast. I think I'm going to do it. And I said it to a friend while I was in Jackson and, and she was like, that is a great idea. You should do it. And then I just 
stewed on it. I was like, I have to do this because there's so many stories out there that we need to capture. And yeah, I agree with the whole, we need a more of a women's community in the snow sports industry. There are so many of us that absolutely love backcountry skiing or riding park or, you know, we don't always have the other girlfriends to go and do it with. So that's like why I love the whole of Tough Tits Co. And also I just love the saying, like Tough Tits. Tits <laughs> <laughs> It's just great. Like I'm all for women empowerment and freeing the nipple, I suppose, and just normalizing the nipple. Like guys can walk down the streets topless, so I just don't see why girls can't either. So let's just normalize the female nipple. And that was a really kind of strong thing that I suppose is coming from this too. Like I was in the lift line the other day and I had my jumper on, my hoodie, with the topless girl on the back. So that's our logo. It's got a topless skier whipping over a jump, pulling some sick moves, and she's got her boobs out. And this guy turned to me and he said, hey, that's a sick jumper. Where, where do I get that? And I was like, oh, yeah, Top Tits Co. online. And he was like, yeah, I want to buy it for my wife. She'd love it. And I was like, yes that's what we want we just want to normalize and kind of celebrate women I suppose and then it does push the boundary as well like one of my friends he works on lifts up at Threadbow and he was out with his tough tit sticker on his helmet and a woman turned to him in the lift line an older woman and she's like oh that's so obscene and he just laughed and she was like no this is for the girls so I guess it's just kind of creating that more normalization so our logo for those who don't know is two mittens with uh, nipples on them next to each other to create a pair of tits. And it's just that whole idea of just normalise the women's body. We're out there, we're shredding, stop objectifying and just embrace the shred. Exactly. And there's a lot of good like female skiers and snowboarders from Australia. So it's time we kind of brought our skills to the forefront. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons I think that kind of pushed behind it as well was that I've been working in snow retail for only seven, eight years. So I started off in South Australia at my uncle's snow and surf shop when I came back from Canada after instructing. And then I've been involved in the surf and snow industry from then onwards, working for Rip Curl and working for stores in Gin Divine and so many different shops. And it always just shocks me when I see, or not shocks me, I guess it's normal, but it just pisses me off when I see the advertising for men versus the advertising for women as well. So with men's advertising, it's always the guys doing the sport. So you see these guys ripping on waves, down slopes, whatever it is. And the girls advertising is them standing around looking pretty. And I think from just that beginning right there, which there's nothing wrong with showing up the clothing, obviously you want to show what you're selling. But straight away from this advertising that they're seeing before they even get on the slopes to do the sport, they're already being, we as women are already being limited in the sense that we're not being advertised girls ripping because we're immediately being told we don't rip or we're just there to kind of stand around looking pretty and I think girls have so much ability to progress and get to the same level as guys but we're just not there yet because straight from the get-go in buying our gear we're told that we're not going to be the same level we're there to be objectified rather than a sick trick <laughs> yeah exactly we are definitely starting to step it up in the tricks and shredding that we can do I mean across the board like women's sport things are changing but I just think back to like when I was growing up we didn't have the role models that we have now 
or very few. There was, yeah, not very many professional female athletes. Definitely not in like your mainstream sports. There was a few in like big mountain skiing. Yeah, it's not as prominent as it is now. Like I really wish that I had those kinds of role models. And even still, like we still need more role models in yeah, female sport. Okay, so you've done seasons in Canada and Japan. So Japan, I was meant to do a season and I'd been, I think, three times before, but at the end of my Falls Creek season in 2019, I actually broke my knee. So I was hitting the jump line and I was only just learning jumps at the time in Falls Creek. And I managed to break my tibial plateau. So it was a non-displaced tibial plateau fracture, which ended with me being home at the end of the season rather than off traveling. And then just chilling out for a bit. But I was so lucky, even though I couldn't go and do my Japan season, I ended up healing. So my knee ended up healing really well. And so I was off crutches three weeks early. I was only on crutches for two weeks all up because the first week they thought I actually tore ligaments. So I was walking around Falls Creek for a week on a broken knee, which was great because it was party week. So I got to go to all the patio parties and dance my heart out. And then at the end of the week, we got my MRI results and they were like, um, you've broken your knee, so get off of it right now. But that still counted to my crutch time. So I was on crutches for two weeks and then was off of them three weeks early and was surfing by Christmas when I'd done it at the end of September, start of October. So despite not getting a season in Japan, I still managed to get over there for uh, all of February and the start of March, so a bit over a month and a half, and got to ski my little heart out. So despite not doing a season there, I still got a full month and a half riding, which was pretty lucky, I think. That is definitely pretty lucky considering, you know, that was running right into the time that was COVID. Yeah, and I flew into Adelaide back from Japan the day before you had to isolate. So I didn't have to go into a 14-day quarantine, but Sadly, I had COVID symptoms, so I got tested and had to go into quarantine for like, oh, how long was it? Five days. It was so ridiculous. This is when they didn't know what they were doing with COVID testing yet or anything. And so it was all up in the air and it took me five days to get my results back in regards to my COVID test. That was a shame, but what can you do? <laughs> and you just had a standard run-of-the-mill cold. Exactly, the Miyoko bug that was going around. I think every person in Miyoko picked it up and we all thought it must have been COVID, but turned out it was just some other horrible, nasty flu. <laughs> the seasonal cough that everyone gets. And it never goes away until the end of the season when your body's in pieces. <laughs> yep. So you mentioned that you surf. Do you think that Tough Tits Co will uh, expand into summer activities? Oof, I would absolutely love it too. I love surfing. I love the vibe. I was really lucky enough to live in Byron this past summer and my friend ran a group called Byron Bay Surfer Girls and we had some meetups and stuff and I would love Tough Tits to expand into that. Originally, Tough Tits was going to be called Tough Tits in Mist and have that as the official name and then we moved it to Tough Tits Co because I was like, why limit us? Why not create more room for expansion? Because there's so many amazing sports out there so you never know what track we might go down. Exactly. That's so cool. If you just like think about or watch some of the communities like Tough Tits Co that have kind of originated in like North America some of them are huge I know mm -hmm. there's one out of Jackson Hole it's kind of called the Jackson Hole Babe Force which is a play on like another locals generally mostly men's group the Air Force um, and they do like all kind of winter meetups and everything and during the summer now they do like mountain biking and hiking trips and yeah it's really cool I actually did interview one of the ladies who started Jackson Hole Babe Force as one of my first episodes back in 2019 so 
guys can go back and have a listen to that one as well but yeah it's like it's so interesting I love all the like women's empowerment stuff because it was just like never really around and it's so great through this project as well I've been able to find and hear about other ones going on as well like there's She Shreds Community and Chicks with Sticks who have been really quite involved with Tough Tits as well and it's just really beautiful because there's no competition like myself and Sue who runs She Shreds we haven't even met yet but we're always having yarns on the phone about what we can do to progress women further and Chicks with Sticks I've spoken to a few of the girls from that and it's just amazing like the women community in Australia I think in the snow community sorry has so much potential and it's really nice to feel the support from the other women's communities as well so even Yuki Threads have been incredible with their ride days obviously they've been postponed at the moment which is a shame but they've been really keen to support us in any way and so many of the Aussie brands have gotten around us which has been amazing so not just the women's communities but all the Aussie brands such as like Rojo, Black Headwear, Yuki, even Dragon Alliance and everyone's just coming in to back up the women which is incredible we're getting so much support and it's just so nice to feel. I love that. You can definitely feel the like community support between like the smaller brands in Australia. Okay, something that I definitely do want to ask you about. You mentioned in your intro that you dropped out of high school and became like a skier, ski bump, moved to the mountains. How did that all happen? Tell me how that all unfolded. So I didn't drop out of high school, which was good. I did make it to the end. I did get glandular fever in high school though in year 12, which sucked. And I think getting an internship to go to EA Ski and Snowboard, that was how I got into my ski instructing. And once I kind of got my internship approved, my level of effort into year 12 definitely plummeted heaps further down the list of um, things that I cared about that much. So I, I did finish school, which was good. I had to get my ATAR, thank God. Um, but then I just kind of knew that uni wasn't for me and I went to a, I was very privileged enough to go to a great private school where all my friends are now doctors and lawyers and neuropsychologists one of my best friends are and it's just so funny being I guess the black sheep coming from a school like that because I feel like I have so much life satisfaction and it's just so great the different ways that you can go down in life like no matter where you are what you've been given there are so many options and I was so lucky to get into the snowfields. I can definitely relate to that a lot of my friends work in like the healthcare system and yeah that whole taking a different path it's uh I I can definitely relate to that and like maybe not conforming as much as my family would like or like particularly my extended family not my actual family they understand the pull to the snow and the mountains and they kind of just off she goes again holidays from it as well (laughs) every time I've gone and done a season in Canada or lived somewhere in the snow my family's like yeah we get to go visit Bridie. <laughs> get to go see what a wildlife she's living over there overseas <laughs> absolutely <laughs> how did you go about coming up with all your merch and everything because you notice you've got hoodies mitts and the hat I think the hat is what grabbed me I was like where do I get one of those hats <laughs> who doesn't love pink fluffy corduroy flat caps <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess my merch, I was really lucky. Like this past summer, I was living in Byron Bay and I've lived there on and off for a couple of years and done a couple of summers there. And a lot of my friends are fashion designers. So I was able to pick all of their brains and kind of use and abuse my friends, make them, force them just about (laughs) into helping me design these fluffy corduroy pink hats. So I was living in Byron Bay this past summer and I was lucky enough to have heaps of friends that work in fashion design. And so I've lived there a couple of summers ago. The girls are all 
quite heavily involved in the design scene there and they were all so incredibly helpful with me with finding people to supply and make our merchandise and get all of that kind of the stuff I didn't understand they were there to guide me through it which was so lovely of them so we ended up with some hats which are pink cord fluffy black hats which is pretty fun I kind of designed them with the thought I want to wear this this is cool (laughs) and they worked out pretty well and then we designed jumpers as well and then we tried to make some mitts so we made two well I made two pairs and I just wasn't happy with the quality of either of them so they didn't end up being manufactured just because I would never want to sell my friends crappy outerwear I just think imagine you know my friends supporting me and then them being out in the snow with wet hands and then cursing my name on top of Mount P. <laughs> yeah I guess uh maybe that'll come out later down the track yeah, absolutely. And when we can do things, I guess, maybe a bit more eco-friendly and that'll be definitely down the track. Though. I'd love to bring out some more things and really focus on the eco-friendly side of it. I remember when we were at the bar the other week, we were talking a little bit about just like ski culture and how you were like, I want to change it a little bit and make it more acceptable to do other things away from skiing that aren't drinking. Absolutely. So drinking is obviously such a big thing in the snow. You have apres and all these things and it's very easy, easy to get swept up in as well. And so when I actually did my second season instructing in Canada, I ended up getting fired for unreliable attendance, which was due to my getting pneumonia, bronchitis and strep throat all within a two month period and that was because I was partying too hard and that caused me to have a bit of a hiatus from snow seasons and then as a bit more mature adult I got back into them (laughs) maybe a little bit more mature maybe not much when I was 23 and I really think now that your health just well my health became more of a priority within my snow season so I really wanted to look after that because obviously getting (laughs) fired when you're 20 in Canada is not a nice feeling and that was due to me just not looking after my health so something that I really have noticed about ski culture and I also have family that you know have problems with drinking and things and I look at ski culture it's really noticeable now the problems that some people face and what they're struggling with and I think the ski culture can definitely move away from drinking or even just give the idea with Tough Tits was to create more opportunity for people to come together as a community without alcohol being the biggest thing so we have been organizing our life drawing classes so myself and amy moy who's an incredible artist have organized that in Jindabyne. and so we're doing these life drawing classes where it's about getting people together to create art rather than focus on kind of like going out and getting shit faced and like we don't mind a party we had a launch party and everyone drank but even with that we'll just start trying to promote safe drinking because it is so hard to kind of say no when your friends are on it and so we're trying to create that culture where it's okay to say no and people can connect in other ways and another thing is running broke bitch pilates in gingerpine with my friend amber so she is an incredible friend and pilates instructor and we thought well let's make pilates more accessible to the broke ski bum so we came up with the concept of broke bitch pilates which is a ten dollar 45 minute Pilates session in Jindi, which is done cheaper just so that we can get into it, but just don't have the money. And we can create more opportunity for the community to come together without alcohol being the biggest thing behind it. <laughs> Broke bitch Pilates. 
we need to get some of that here at Hotham. Mm-hmm. When There's I mean, grinding onto it, someone surely. <laughs> someone, we got to give someone, you know, the idea of this. We spread the broke bitch Pilates everywhere. I say, <laughs> <laughs> someone should trademark that quickly. <laughs> oh my god, I'm on it. I'm getting my phone. Yep. over. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on it. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that because when you're in the mountains, you're pushing your body like so hard all the time because you're out on the snow in the elements, and then the place where everyone meets up is the bar and then you end up drinking alcohol and it really does compromise your immune system then you end up getting sick your body doesn't have enough time to recover it's fine to do that like a night or two a week but if you're doing it all the time it yeah it just becomes so unsustainable for a lot of different reasons like physically emotionally financially like it's quite expensive to be out at bars like all the time and like everyone just thinks that you're a ski bum that just skis all day and drinks all night but yeah I love that whole life drawing thing and like going to Pilates and like actually having a little bit of a life off the snow as well which sometimes can be hard to have a balance during such an intense like seasonal life that you have in Australia absolutely and that whole intense life if you're on 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 all the time in the snow it does make it really hard to go back to kind of normal life once the season is done and you know there's an expression post-season blues and it's true like you talk to so many friends and once they finish the snow season it's so hard to come down from such a high so it's just trying to create that normalcy normalcy is that the word normality yeah in your snow life I suppose and I love to party and anyone that knows me definitely knows that I love a boogie and someone's got a table and ABBA playing I will be on it but um at the same time it's just learning to pace and creating that community outside of drinking making sure that it's not necessarily the biggest factor yeah exactly so have you done any of the life drawing classes yet I have done one in Byron that a friend held but I haven't done any yet and we haven't held them yet here we've had to postpone it because of COVID but it's coming up next week and it's fully sold out which is super exciting and then once we see how it goes we might try and hold some more which will be so cool and I'm so excited for it's so funny I've only ever been to a life drawing class once and it was quite like an interesting experience you know the nice calming music and everyone's like quite quiet and soulful mm-hmm. and concentrated and you don't drawing. know what life drawing is it's drawing a naked person <laughs> yep exactly <laughs> And it's really cool. I guess that really ties in with the ideology that I've got and what Top Tits, I suppose, in turn has that, you know, appreciate the body. And just it's so normal and just, I don't know, stop sexualizing it, stop objectifying it. We're all people. You see guys walk down the street topless, so why can't we? <laughs> I totally agree. It's uh, I'm, like, really loving this, like, element of it. You know, like I think sometimes there is, I'm going to be like quite open about this, but sometimes when you're living in a ski season or you're living in the mountains, sometimes as a female, you're a bit of a minority and you can be treated like a bit like a sexual object. And yeah, like I think, you know, times are changing and it needs to be about the sport and about the love for the sport and not necessarily like who's the freshest piece of meat at the bar. Yeah, absolutely. And just have more respect for women who are snowboarding hard as athletes and respect for those learning and just respect for each other. And that comes both ways, men, women, everyone. We just need to kind of treat each other like humans. And I think it's very easy to get carried away in the party, fun side of it. But at the end of the day, we are all humans. 
and we do need to look after each other. Exactly. To look after each other's physical and mental health, I think. Yeah, yeah. we could probably do a whole episode on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't have the degree to say the right thing on that. So. Neither do I. <laughs> it would be really interesting to get like a psychologist on that like specializes or has experienced the snow season life and the effects of that. It would be really interesting. Yeah, um, next podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, I just got to find the the correct expert, which might be a bit of a challenge. So if anyone knows of a good someone of that description, you can get in contact. So, Bridie, what is something that maybe I haven't asked you about that maybe you wanted to talk about? Maybe what how you can get involved with Tough Tips if there's anyone listening out there. How does everyone get in contact with you? Yeah, so we've got our Instagram is probably our main or it is our main platform. So what we're doing is kind of sharing content of women and creating it as well. So if you're at a resort riding anywhere in Oz and you want to tag us in any post that you make or if you want to find someone to ride with get in contact and we can set you up we've had a couple of ride days which was super exciting we had our first one at Falls two weeks ago and one at Fuller the next week and they were so great like we had about 15 girls at the Mount Fuller one and maybe 30 at the Falls Creek one and we were all hiking boxes and trying new things for the first time so that was so great so if we've got any events on we do have an events page on our website that you can check out and you can just keep an eye on our instagram that's probably one of the best ways that you can get involved with tough tits and tag us we've got a hashtag tough tits crash cam which the idea behind is just to normalize a stack and stacks are freaking funny so if you have a good like bloody stack off a jump into a tree whatever you come out of it all right you come out of it bloody whatever the case tag us in it because we want to see it (laughs) (laughs) I actually really love when you share what all the other girls are tagging you in love being able to see what the other girls are doing around the country yeah it's cool I guess the idea behind tough tits as well is that it's not for your pro athlete it's just for your everyday joke we're all out there we're making the same mistakes on the mountain in our jumps or turns we're all learning we're all trying new things so the idea is just to share the normal stuff like someone's first box or someone's first rail and just show how normal it is to stack to get it the first time and just be out there doing it we're not for the pro we're for just everyone to come out and have a good time yes maybe you want to tell us what the instagram handle is i will definitely put it in the show notes though for those watching at home it's our tough underscore tits t-i-t-s uh underscore co so tough tits co and then on there we've got a little pink logo with some titties on some middies and then a whole lot of girls shredding we've talked about quite a lot of topics in this uh little episode is there anything else that you would like to talk about maybe who's inspired me that is a good question who has inspired you with Tough Tits Co and with your skiing journey? And I think some really big inspirations for me have just been the girls that are pros out there that through this project I've gotten to meet and they've just been so supportive. So Amber, who I mentioned, who is doing brokerage Pilates with me, she's an incredible snowboarder. Um, Michaela Davis-Meehan and Maddie Jones and all these girls are just these insane skiers and snowboarders. And I've reached out 
doing tough tits just to say hey this is what I'm doing and they've all been so incredibly supportive and they've been sharing me content they've been helping me meet people plan things the girls that are already established within the community as incredible skiers and snowboarders pretty much everyone I've spoken to has been so supportive and that's been really incredible I think it also shows that the community is lacking by the fact that I've just started this project and already we have these amazing writers so behind it but at least we're doing it and it's been so incredible having them. They've definitely inspired me to kind of get really involved and try hard. My mum's obviously a good one. Like the amount of times I've called her up with questions or trying to work out things. She's just been there to kind of be a shoulder to lean on and an ear to listen. And she's just been incredible. And my dad, when I was setting up the shop, the online shop and all my spreadsheets and the working out banking and the website, I'd be calling dad every day. And he'd sit there at lunchtime and just expect the one o'clock call from Bridie being like, all right, how the hell do I balance this spreadsheet? And he'd be like, all right, this is what you're going to do. So just the support behind it has just been incredible. And the community that has come from Tough Tits hasn't even necessarily been snow-based. Like, as I said, my designer friends in Byron and I've got friends that work in marketing that have been helping. I've got obviously my parents, family, just random people I've met. Like I did a road trip down the coast from Byron to Adelaide before the snow season. And I met this incredible group of girls and there were six of us. We're all traveling separately in vans. And even they were just so behind it. And even now there's some of my like biggest likers and commenters on Instagram. So just the support from everyone, like this community has just been incredible to be a part of. I loved like how it's kind of like magnetic, like everything just kind of, you start something and people start like grabbing onto it. Yeah, absolutely. Embracing it. Well, Friday, I think we might wrap it up there, but thank you so much. We finally able to get a show recorded in the bag we did well despite a lockdown whatever else (laughs) we made it exactly we've made it and that is a wrap on my episode with bridie what a chat i have put links in the show notes to the tough tits co instagram and the website so you can go check it out and if you haven't already please subscribe to the mountain cosmos so you don't miss an episode and i would love it if you could share the podcast with someone who you think might like a little listen and if you're on apple podcasts and if you have time please leave a rating or review it'll help people find the mountain cosmos also go and give the mountain cosmos a follow on instagram and a like on facebook see you later